Hello, and welcome to Talking Taxes Hill Roundtable, a Bloomberg tax podcast where we discuss everything tax-related on the Hill. We'll sit down with the Daily Tax Report's Hill team to give you an in-depth look into the latest in legislative activity dealing with tax. I'm your host, Matthew Bedingfield, and I'm excited you're here with us today. Hello, and welcome to Bloomberg Taxes Hill Roundtable. Today I have with me the Daily Tax Report Hill team. I have Kostuv Basu, Laura Davison, and Allison Versprell. How are you guys doing today? Doing well. Doing great. Guys, well, the GOP's tax bill is now law. We've been talking about this for a long, long time. So let's just talk today about what this means going forward. So, uh, Ali, why don't we start with you with what's the next step going forward in terms of implementing this law? So a lot of the focus has shifted towards the IRS now and and what they're going to come out with next. Um, I know in talking with folks who worked on the 1986 Tax Reform Act that this is not a simple feat for the IRS, especially when they have to get out guidance in such a short time frame. Um, So there's talk about whether they can do some sort of truncated notices that are a bit more informal um, as they, you know, prepare final proposed and final regulations. Uh, Some of the areas that I know taxpayers and practitioners are really looking for guidance in are all of these international provisions that base erosion, anti-abuse tax, and, um, you know, some of those types of measures. There's already been some guidance on the repatriation tax that's been put out. Um, Another area that we're looking at is the pass-through area and that new 20% deduction and and how they're going to implement that. So those are two main areas. Um, And as they look to do this, there are a lot of sort of questions on people's minds. In 2017, President Trump put out that two-for-one directive, as everyone refers to it, and it basically says that for every new regulation, two are to be removed and Talking with people, they said that could really impede the process if it's actually um, enforced. So that's something that everyone is looking at. And, you know, another question is, is the IRS going to get any extra funding to implement this tax reform legislation? Um, They're already working on a much tighter budget than they were, you know, years ago. And there's appropriations legislation that was passed in the House and is still pending in the Senate that would lower you know, funding even more than it already is at. So that's another, you know, issue that people are dealing with. And one thing that's important to remember here is it's January 2nd, 2018. This is now the law. So for some of the provisions dealing with the filing season next year, you know, for individuals, for their um, property and their, their state and local tax deductions, that doesn't really start to kick in until people start filing returns in 2019 for the 2018 tax year. But for a lot of the international stuff, like Ali mentioned, uh, those affect companies right now. If they're making payments to their offshore affiliates, if they're repatriating cash, if they're, you know, looking at doing any sort of deal, making some purchases, they don't really have, they all they have is the statute to look at. They don't have the IRS guidance. They don't know how a lot of these things are going to be viewed. Uh, and the IRS has a very short runway to get that stuff out so people can start making all these business decisions. Um, one thing to remember, uh, the main Republican talking points on Capitol Hill come February will be the extra money that a lot of people will see in their paychecks. Uh, this is election year, and we'll hear that over and over again. Uh, this has been a big victory for them, but now uh, the next seven months is kind of the testing period for this new law. And I imagine there will be a lot of fixes because this was essentially a very rushed process and some democratic uh, feedback 
on the bad aspects of this bill. Stu, let's talk a little bit more about the 2018 elections. You know, what could this mean for both sides of the aisle, Democrats and Republicans going forward? Uh, what can we expect in this new election cycle? So, you know, I just mentioned the fixes to this tax bill, and I'm looking towards like 23-odd uh, Republican seats uh, that were won by Hillary Clinton. And they're essentially House members in purple districts. And this includes Pete Roskin, a uh, congressman from Illinois. And, you know, we'll, we'll see some guidance from there in terms of, you know, what the problems are with this tax bill and how they want to fix this. Because this could, this could essentially decide whether the Republicans have control of the House or not. So, you know, those are the offices to watch out for. Those are the offices we should look to if they are cooperating with the Democrats to make fixes to this bill. But, you know, this will be the big talking point for the Republicans for the 2018 elections. So, so you were mentioning fixes. I know Kevin Brady has said that there are going to need to be fixes to the bill. Uh, you know, anyone feel free to jump in. But uh, anything specific that we can expect to be fixed right from the get-go? Or what's the process for that moving forward? So as tax lawyers and companies start really combing through this bill and looking for, you know, to, to make decisions based on, on what's in the law... Um, stuff will start to crop up. And some of it could be very small of, you know, things that were misworded or referencing, you know, the wrong section or uh, basically small technical things. But uh, because this move was moved through so quickly, there's there's concerns that it, particularly on the international side where the biggest changes um, exist, that they might have to do some more substantial changes to, to get the policy right. Um, there were a bunch of final tweaks on um, both the, basically the base erosion measures to, you know, kind of curb uh, people from shifting income overseas to, to avoid paying the U.S. corporate tax rate. Uh, a lot of changes to that vary up to the last minute, um, and that uh, that's an area where uh, once kind of the lawyers sit down and digest this a little bit, uh, may need to be reworded um, either to, to make it work for, for U.S. companies or to comply with um, WTO, World Trade Organization, rules. Laura, I do have a question about the pass-through provision. Already I'm seeing some professors, some experts, you know, talking about guardrails and how everyone wants to be a contractor instead of a salaried employee. How do you see this line of argument developing and what can Republicans do to kind of give some comfort to critics of this uh, provision? So the biggest, um, I guess, sort of uh, thing that Republicans are saying is is that the, the, the only, I guess what the best way to describe it is if you are under that um, a, as a married person making less than $315,000 a year, that's where the area for abuse most exists. If you're above that and you are, you know, Stu Basu LLC, um, you know, you uh, don't can't take this deduction. So there's not really a way for you to be in the system. But below that, um, if you have your own business, if you decide to become, you know, convert from being an employee to um, to a contractor is, is where that, that opening is. So it's, it's not the higher like the highest of high earners but it, it's sort of that middle group and that's where we're going to see some some rules be put in place and i think if you get some egregious example um you know we saw with you know some of the sports coaches for example or a uh, new gingrich or you have some famous people who take advantage of this that's when the impetus really comes to, to tighten up those rules but, but we won't know for a while that this has happened right it's 15 18 months down the line that you get the first glimpse of how people might be using this new provision. Yeah, we'll see a little bit. So um, all partners partners and partnerships pay um, estimated quarterly payments. Uh, so every quarter they basically pay the, what they estimated tax 
uh, amount is. So we'll start to get some data early on to see if this is matching with what JCT expected would happen. Um, but in terms of really changing it, we won't see the abuses maybe even three or four or five years down the line because the IRS, it takes them several years to select these things for audit, go through the whole audit process and to see kind of all the details of each of these cases. It could be, you know, five years down the line, we could have a different president, whole different makeup in Congress. Uh, the political reality of, of going about making changes here could be totally different uh, by the time these, some of these issues are revealed. Well, I was going to say, I, I think it would also, it's also going to be interesting to see um, when we're talking about fixes to this legislation, uh, whether that comes in sort of regulations, you know, the IRS sort of figuring out how it's going to implement all of this, or whether you need an actual bill. Um, I know talking to House Republicans, you know, they kind of, it seems like there's somewhat of a reliance on the IRS to sort of clarify some of these points in, regula uh, in regulations. And there were a significant amount of, you know, grants of authority given to IRS and Treasury in this bill. Uh, so we'll have to see, you know, as the IRS starts to draft, you have what what they determine is the authority they have to make these fixes, or whether or not um, we're going to have to have some sort of technical corrections bill or some other type of legislation. And I know if it's a really substantive change, it may require uh, democratic support. So that's also something something to think about while you're, you know, looking at the path forward. All right, guys. Well, as usual, this has been excellent. Thank you so much for coming in and talking to us. We look forward to talking to you again in the future. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for having us. Thank you for joining us today on Talking Tax. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Bloomberg Tax and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud. It's been a pleasure having you here with us and tune in next time for even more analysis on the tax news of the day.